ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما ما بعد i think as we all know a term that we as we should continuously hear particularly these days within these best 10 days of the year today already being day 2 and we ask Allah to accept any good deeds that we try to do and we ask Allah to overlook our shortcomings and mistakes amin ya rabbil alamin this common term is sacrifice we keep hearing this term sacrifice as we should when it comes to the sacrifice that is specifically connected with this blessed practice of qurbani or udhiyah that occurrence is so significant is so momentous and contains so much baraka within that sacrifice the willingness to make that sacrifice however many centuries ago it was so momentous that millions upon millions of people continue to be affected by it today on an annual basis when you look at the sacrifice that's specifically connected with prophet ibrahim alayhi salam and his son prophet ismail alayhi salam i want to rewind a little bit so we can appreciate another layer that's connected to that sacrifice that sacrifice in and of itself was extremely significant was extremely difficult not just for one not just for the father but also for the son so for both of them that was a major test for both of them and allah says that both of them essentially passed that test I want to rewind a little bit so we can appreciate an extra layer that's contained within that test specifically in connection with our father prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam. I want to rewind years before that, decades before that. Think of everything prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam went through with his people. His intention, he's simply trying to call people to la ilaha illallah. and it was very ironic with within within that story that his father was not just someone who was kind of going with the flow of the culture and worshiping this idol or that one but would actually make them so his father was figuratively speaking kind of like a ceo as it related to idol worship so he was very entrenched in it Look at the wisdom contained in the son when he's trying to respectfully and beautifully with his character even through his character trying to invite his father. Look at Surah Maryam. How is he communicating with his dad? 
How is he speaking with him? Is he going and attacking him? Is he throwing things at him? Is he being harsh with him? No. One ayah after another. Oh my beloved father. Oh my beloved father. Oh my beloved father. Ya abati. Ya abati. Ya abati. Ya abati. So it wasn't just, figuratively speaking, it wasn't just that he had the best product, so to speak, in La ilaha illallah. He was also this incredible salesman. So to speak, it's a metaphor. Please work with me on this. It's not just that. Here's the message, but also the messenger. How is that message conveyed? How is it delivered? When you look at Prophet Muhammad wasallam, it wasn't just the message as important and beautiful and, and pure as it is. You also had the messenger. How did he communicate with people? How did he invite people? How is it that so many people were so impacted at times by having one conversation with him? Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It's a balance of both. The beauty of the message and the beauty of the messenger, especially in terms of how that message is delivered. Someone may order something online, something that's really valuable, extremely precious. Chances are it's going to show up in a box that says fragile on it, handle with care. It's not just about the product, but you also hope and pray and expect that the messenger, in this case, the person delivering that product, you really hope that they respect the fact that it says fragile handle with care because what's inside is so extremely valuable and precious. You purchased it, you bought the product, but there's another part to it. You really hope and pray that it is genuinely handled with care and you hope that they place it gently in front of your front door and they ring the doorbell, they knock on your door and you hope that at the end of at all, when you open that package, you hope that it's in perfect, pristine condition as you would want it to be. It's not just about the product, but it also needs to be delivered properly, gently, with care, because of how much it's worth. How did Prophet Ibrahim approach his father? There were extremely, extremely significant differences in their theological beliefs, polar opposites. Yet he understood this message has to be delivered with care. The human heart is naturally fragile. Another quick side example, when Allah Azza wa Jal, this is Allah, telling Prophet Musa alayhi salam and Harun alayhi salam to go to who? None other than Fir'aun. Who is Fir'aun? We all know who Fir'aun is. And what does, look at the wisdom. What does Allah Azza wa Jal instruct them with? فَقُولَ لَهُ قَوْلًا لَيِّنًا لَعَلَّهُ يَتَذَكَرُ أَوْ يَخْشَى Think of how awesome and amazing Moses and Aaron are. Prophet Musa and Prophet Harun are. Think of how amazing they are. Think of how terrible Fir'aun is. To an extreme, on both sides to an extreme. Prophet Musa is from the Ulul Azm. One of the greatest messengers in human history. Literally. And Allah is telling who? What? Allah is telling Musa and Harun. 
when you go to Fir'aun, speak with him in a way that's going to be effective. You have your message completely true and pure and beautiful. There's the product. As messed up as Fir'aun is, Allah says, إِنَّهُ طَغَى Before this, in Surah Taha, Allah tells Prophet Musa السلام, now it's just him, إِذْهَبْ إِلَى فِرْعَوْنَ إِنَّهُ طَغَى When Ar-Rahman, when the Most Merciful describes someone as transgressing all bounds, you know they really messed up. It's like you have the nicest teacher in school. They never get upset. But one day, if a kid gets on their nerves and they raise their voice just a little bit, they're not even yelling, but it's a little bit louder than usual, it gets everyone else's attention. Oh, wow, you must have messed up, man. Because if you get on this teacher's bad side, you must have done too much. So although Fir'aun is in that situation, how is the message delivered? With care. Speak with him gently. As amazing as Musa is, السلام, as terrible as Fir'aun is, this package of Tawheed has to be delivered with care. Period. All the time. No exceptions. Prophet Ibrahim, as he's communicating with his father, he's trying to get through to him. Ya abati, ya abati, ya abati, ya abati. To the point where his father threatens him. This extreme toxicity entered the situation from who? From the father. Not from the messenger. From the father. The father ends up telling him, leave me alone. Get away from me. Otherwise, I am going to kill you. So who, who lost their patience first? It was the father. And as soon as that toxicity entered and he threatens the well-being, the health, the life of Prophet Ibrahim السلام, I go my way, you go your way. I'm not sticking around for this toxicity. I'm not putting up with it. I'm not dealing with it. So he leaves. But even when he leaves, he leaves gently. If you want to translate it, peace be unto you. I'm going to continue to ask Allah for forgiveness. And he continued to do so until way later, Allah basically made it clear to him that regarding your father, his situation is signed, sealed, and delivered for the worse. Now we can appreciate the significance of that layer that's embedded in the sacrifice years later, decades later, in the dynamic between now Prophet Ibrahim and his son. Why is that so significant? The nature, the very nature at the core of every prophet and every messenger is this concept, be the change you wish to see in the world. Think of Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. He saw so many horrible things around him. Step one, to live the message and then to preach it and to teach it and to invite others. You always have that consistency with them. So you know that there must have been the intention within the heart of Prophet, Prophet Ibrahim السلام, after he went through so much with his father, he must have had the intention that if Allah ever blesses me with kids, I am going to give them the fatherly example I wish I had. As bad as the example was that I was shown, I'm not going to continue that chain of toxicity. I'm not going to use that as an excuse to do the same, to commit the same oppression to the next generation because that's what was done to me. No, he blazed a new trail. 
as difficult as that is, that's exactly what he did. Now you see the extra layer when you look at this sacrifice with his background. Now he's commanded with this test. He has to sacrifice his son, his firstborn, this precious boy who, subhanAllah, even before this, that same boy, Ismail alayhi salam, when he's a baby, we know the story of Mecca and, and when, when Ismail is a baby and the mother Hajar and Allah commands Prophet Ibrahim to leave them there. Sami'na wa atana, as difficult as that must have been. But then look at Allah's plan, look at how that unfolded on an annual basis, how many people are literally following in the footsteps of Hajar alayhi salam. What's the symbolism? This mother's just doing her best for her kid. She had no idea that millions and billions of people in human history are going to literally follow in her footsteps and the details are even preserved. When you go for Hajj or Umrah, where is it specifically where if you can, if you're able to speed up a little bit? Because that's where she sped up a little bit. Even that detail is preserved. There's this sacrifice, it's extremely difficult, but then look at Allah's plan in the long run. This is that same baby boy. Now he's now he's a little bit older. Now his son is older, now he can help him out, and he has this vision, he has this dream. Both of them passed that test. And as a result, millions of people continue to benefit specifically and especially from Qurbani and Udhiyah. I want us to reflect during these days what are we willing to sacrifice for Allah, albeit something small. Subhana Rabbika Rabbil Izzati Amma Yasifun wa Salamun Hal Mursaleen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alhamdulillahi Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa Salatu wa Salamu Ala Rasulahu wa Ala Alihi wa Sahbihi Ajma'in. A few announcements. Uh, before concluding, there will be a sisters-only swim party Saturday, 5 to 7 p.m. There will be a brothers-only swim party Sunday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Registration is required for both. Eid uh, al-Adha prayer will be Saturday, July 9th. And we will have iftar on the day of Arafah, which is, of course, the day before, on Friday, uh, July 8th. And the Prophet taught us, والسلام, for whoever can, people have different health issues, different situations, if you can, the Prophet taught us, والسلام, whoever fasts the day of Arafah, which will be next Friday, inshallah, then their sins are forgiven for one year prior and one year into the future. This is a very unique description of, of the blessing and reward of this. Typically, and we have many examples in our deen, if you do this, you're forgiven. If you do this, you're forgiven. And the norm is for the past to be mentioned, but when the future is also mentioned, this makes it extra significant and extra special. Again, if someone can. Let's say someone, they would if they could, but they can't, you're still rewarded for the purity of your niyyah, of your intention. So if you have health issues, don't put your life on the line as much as you want that reward. Allah doesn't expect that from you. Preserve your health, protect yourself. Through your niyyah, your intention, you're still going to get the reward. Allah is the most generous and that's worth keeping in mind. And again, if someone can fast that day, then that's definitely encouraged. I want to specifically encourage everyone here to stop by the table, the helping hand for relief and development table on your way out. The, the lowest amount, of course, you have a spectrum. You have different amounts for different animals in different countries. The lowest amount is $65.
to donate for an animal to be sacrificed. So I humbly ask each and every one of you after the prayer, please remain seated. I just need to get a couple hands just for encouragement for everyone else to see if we can get even a few folks to raise their hands who are willing to give the lowest amount, $65, to donate through Helping Hand to help our brothers and sisters overseas. I'll conclude with this in connection with that. Two people passed, a father and son, passed this incredibly difficult test. Incredibly difficult. Look at the barakah that was contained within that, especially when Allah says, وَفَدَيْنَاهُ بِذَبِحٍ عَظِيمٍ When Al-Azim describes something as Azim, when the greatest describes something as great, you know it's extremely great. How many millions of Muslims, including now, until now, specifically this time of year, in our society here, we don't, we don't think much about meat. We probably have it with every meal, we probably have it every day, we probably don't think of it as a luxury per se. There are millions of Muslims who are so poor and struggling so much. Literally, the one time per year they have meat is the time of Qurbani, is the time of Udhiyah. One time in a year, millions of Muslims is because the Muslims who have are willing to give to help those who don't have. Imagine if you had meat once a year. How different would your life be? How different would your circumstances be? And that's not by choice. That's because they can't afford it. They don't have access. It's too expensive. They're too poor. They can't. They want to, but they can't. How many people continue to benefit in that scenario until now? Because thousands of years ago, these two people passed that test. Millions continue to benefit in some way, shape, or form. When we sacrifice for Allah, He gives us more in return. And that example shows us potentially more than we could have ever imagined. The important step one is the sincerity, the intention, to, to intend to do it, and then everything else comes after that. We ask Allah for guidance, forgiveness, and protection. We ask Allah for special mercy from Him and to guide us through all of our scenarios. Rabbana atina min ladunka rahma. وَهَيَّئْ لَنَا مِنْ أَمْرِنَا رَشَدًا رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسْنًا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسْنًا وَقِنْ عَذَابِ النَّارِ رَبَّنَا لَا تُؤَاخِذْنَا إِنْ نَسِينَا أَوْ أَخْطَأْنَا رَبَّنَا وَلَا تَحْمِلْ عَلَيْنَا إِسْرًا كَمَا حَمَلْتَهُ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِنَا رَبَّنَا وَلَا تُحَمِّلْنَا مَا لَا طَاقَةَ لَنَا بِهِ وَاعْفُ عَنَّا وَاغْفِرْ لَنَا وَارْحَمْنَا أَنْتَ مَوْلَانَا فَانْصُرْنَا عَلَى الْقَوْمِ الْكَافِرِينَ وَأَقِمِ